So how do you want to look in your body? Yes. But also, how do you want to look at your body? I'll repeat that. How do you want to look at your body? Maybe you don't even look at your body right now. Maybe you do everything you possibly can to not really see it in the mirror. Maybe you're afraid of what you're going to see. So maybe you neglect it. Maybe you neglect your personal care because there's shame there or you're hiding from something. There's so much to unpack in terms of our relationships with our bodies, but it's such amazing and important work. Hey there, welcome to Perfectly Panicked, a wellness podcast. I'm Wendy Tamis Robbins, your host and guide, and I know that if you're listening, you are here for a reason. You're ready to start building your best life. We're going to cover all dimensions of well-being so you can become fully integrated, firing on all cylinders and stepping into the life that's waiting for you, feeling more confident, clear, and calm than ever before. I'm not a doctor, psychiatrist, or licensed clinician, so if you have a mental or physical condition that requires medical care, please seek professional help. Let's get started. We are together, together in this, together is Hi everyone, welcome back to episode 25 of the Perfectly Panicked podcast. This is a well-being podcast, and today we're going to start really as kind of the kickoff of several episodes that will focus on physical well-being. And when I say physical well-being, it is not that we are only going to be talking about working out or losing weight or really just purely that physical space, because our physical bodies affect so many other aspects of our well-being. When we focus on the physical, it will be focusing on how it affects our mental state, how it affects our spiritual state, and vice versa, how all of these other areas of our lives also affect our physical well-being. So it's all about full integration of all of the different dimensions of well-being that we possess as humans. So With that, today I'm going to start to talk about the idea of disembodiment, really dissociating, disconnecting with our physical bodies, what that looks like, what causes it. Today I'm going to specifically talk about my own journey of how I completely disconnected from my body, uh, really as a coping mechanism, um, as a protective space because my body never really felt like a safe place for me. So let's just first pause for a minute and let me ask you to just notice whether you're sitting or you're walking or maybe you're just standing in line somewhere, just notice how that feels in your body. Notice how it feels to maybe have these headphones on or hold your phone or walk on these feet. Notice how you're taking up space in the world today. No judgment, no criticism, just noticing. Maybe if you're around other people, just notice like how big you can get physically or how small you you wish to shrink in these spaces, how close you want to be to people. 
you know, as a lawyer for so many years, uh, my mind was my greatest asset. You know, that's what I was hired for. And like so many other professionals, we sit, we read, we type, we talk all day. And our consciousness exists only in our head. It's as if we have no relationship with the body that exists below our neck at all sometimes. But there are really three components that make up the self, that make up our reality. It's our spirit, our mind, and our body. These are all the three aspects of well-being that are really so intertwined and inextricably connected that we will be talking about, even like I said, as we talk about our physical well-being. But when I say spirit, mind, and body, think about how many of those do you identify with? How many have you been aware of already today, other than your mind? When we're missing the physical component of our well-being, we're missing out on so much of the human experience. And I'm not talking about, you know, you could be sitting there saying, well, I work out, you know, five times a week and I walked today and I walked up and downstairs several times. And I'm not just talking about moving your body or burning calories. There's so many ways that we can focus on our physical well-being, but it can be coming from a place of self-loathing, a place of cultural, societal norms or medical requirements or all of these shoulds that are coming from a place that can be destructive. They're not necessarily coming from a place of gratitude, compassion, and self-love. And so that's when we're deeply connected with our body, with our physical body, and when we can become embodied fully in it again. When we are fully embodied, it means we are fully integrated, we're fully empowered, and we can be fully human. So what would that look like for you? For me, I didn't really get there until I was diagnosed with cancer, which actually can be one of the major triggers for disembodiment, like a major, a major uh, diagnosis. So I'm going to start at the beginning and rather than just list all of the ways, I will talk about the ways that I became disembodied and really disconnected from the physical space that my mind, my spirit reside. It really started at a very young age for me because once I started having anxiety and panic attacks around the age of six and seven, I started to feel unsafe in this body. I felt like it was betraying me. And that I was in some sort of battle with it. So after that, I would say the next thing would be this objectification of women that I started to notice. And you see this all laid out in my book too. And I don't really talk about disembodiment um, in the book. This has really been a realization that I came to that I'll talk about in a minute when I was diagnosed with cancer. But it's so clear if you look back in the book Um this very distinct thread of a progressive disembodiment. So the next was, like I said, that objectification of women and realizing that my body wasn't my own. It was something for people to look at, for something for people to judge. And it started to feel unsafe on that level as well. Soon thereafter, in high school, I was sexually assaulted by a boyfriend. I was physically assaulted by that same boyfriend. And 
that just exacerbated those feelings. Fast forward to about 10 years later, no, maybe 15 years later, um, I had a miscarriage and I believe it was caused by a very emotional fight that I had had the night before where I got probably as angry as I can ever remember being. Um, and because of that, I feel like I miscarried that child that I didn't even know I was pregnant with at the time. So fast forward, you know, more anxiety, more panic attacks. My body is just completely unsafe to me. And, um, by the time I get diagnosed with cancer, I'm searching for a way to really take care of myself. Um, I am outside of my box from a mental health perspective now, and I'm really open to figuring out how to care for my body spiritually, emotionally, physically in the best way possible through this terrifying journey that I'm starting. So I go to a Reiki healer and we do a session and it's then that she says, do you know that you completely disconnected from your body when you had that miscarriage? Now, I hadn't thought about that miscarriage in years. I, I mean, it's just not because I didn't know I was pregnant at the time. It, it was just a very unique situation where I found a baby and lost a baby in the same five minutes. It was it was just very um, strange and bizarre and difficult. And um, yeah, yeah. Again, you can read about it in the book, but it wasn't surprising to me when she said it, I guess. It just sort of started to all make sense. The way that I had been working out for years and disordered eating and disordered drinking and um, fighting against the panic and being in this, like I said, constant battle and all of uh, all of my vigilance around my body and having it look and feel a certain way was always coming from a place of deep self-loathing. I went on a journey during that next few months to become embodied again, to fall in love with my body again, to find ways to do that. And there are a lot of ways that you can do it. Um, I did mine through a lot of personal discovery work, specific, profound and powerful exercises that I did repeatedly, um, meditations, certain journaling prompts, certain, uh, certain exercises. There's a lot that can be done. And through that journey, I really kept track of the progress and basically what worked, what didn't work. I shared a lot of them with Dana-Farber, the Cancer Institute there, uh, to help other cancer patients really find ways to stay in their body and not fight the process, but to feel through it and really love themselves, love their bodies, care for their bodies through the process. And it's different for everyone, you know, without a diagnosis, without, um, oh, I didn't even mention some of these. So I've had psoriasis for about 25 years now. Um, my skin, I feel like rejects me <laughs> on every, at every turn. Um, it's just constantly gotten worse over the years. 
It gets inflamed for different reasons. It's therapy that I need to do every single day to beat it back. So whether you have chronic conditions like that, that are really never going to go away for the most part, or a diagnosis or abuse or objectification or uh, anxiety, there are so many things, other mental health issues, OCD issues, a myriad of ways that we can find ourselves trying to separate from being this human body. And there are different ways to come back home to it, to really become embodied again. And a lot of it is about how do you want to feel in your body? How do you want to think about it? How do you want to talk to it? How do you want to feed it and move in it, nurture it and rest it? There's all these different aspects that you can look at. How do you want to support it on a daily basis? How do you want to thank it for all that it's done for you and show gratitude for all that it's done for you and continues to do for you? Also, how do you want to look in your body? Yes. But also, how do you want to look at your body? I'll repeat that. How do you want to look at your body? Maybe you don't even look at your body right now. Maybe you do everything you possibly can to not really see it in the mirror. Maybe you're afraid of what you're going to see. So maybe you neglect it. Maybe you neglect your personal care because there's shame there or you're hiding from something. There's so much to unpack in terms of our relationships with our bodies, but it's such amazing and important work. So here's the plan. There's enough stress and anxiety in the world caused by confusion and lack of information. So I know how good it feels to know exactly what's coming. So let me lay it out for you. I've created a self-guided eight-week digital course called, you guessed it, The Body Reboot. It's sort of like a computer reboot. Think of it that way. You do it because the system, the software needs either to rest or maybe it needs entirely new software to be uploaded. Why? Because you haven't shut down your computer in days or even weeks. You haven't given it time to complete those software updates, to just rest and check for things that maybe are offline or just not fully integrated with the system anymore. Does that sound familiar? Because I love a good metaphor. The Body Reboot will fast track your body goals in 2024 by transforming your relationship with it. I'll guide you through a step-by-step process each week covering a new topic like nutrition, supplements, and gut health, exercise and the mind-body connection, how stress and anxiety affects your body, clean beauty and other toxins that we're putting on and in our body, and really what the effects of alcohol are. All to arm and educate you so that you can make informed decisions. Meanwhile, I will give you weekly exercises, meditations, prompts, worksheets to help you replace destructive thoughts and habits with constructive behaviors. You're going to trade shame for confidence, frustration for empowerment, and confusion for knowledge and resources. Committing to this transformation from self-loathing to self-love will produce more profound results 
than you can even imagine. It is all possible. You will feel embodied. You will feel a deep connection and appreciation for your body, and you will fall back in love with it. Meanwhile, in the podcast, you can consider this week one. This is the intro. Next week, I'm going to do an overview of the nutrition, gut health, gut brain connection. After that, in week three, we're going to talk all about movement and exercise and the mind body connection. In week four, just after Christmas, we're going to talk all about clean beauty. Right in the new year, when everybody's thinking about, hmm, do I want to have a sober January? We're going to talk about alcohol and the truth about how it really affects our bodies, especially our gut health, which leads to what's going on in our brain and our mental health. So we'll cover all of that. And then finally, in the last week around mid-January, we're going to talk about stress and anxiety, the effects that it has on your body and how you can reduce, release, refocus, and really reframe it as your superpower. And in each episode, I'm going to have a code to share with you for an added discount or a bonus so you don't want to miss any of them. Follow the podcast so you don't miss them. Send them to friends or family, whoever you think could benefit from all of this amazing information in this journey that can really change everything. So I hope you'll join me. And remember, you are not alone and we are all in this together. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. Do not forget to go into the show notes, download the holiday, not your typical survival guide. And don't forget that coupon code in there for the body reboot. It goes live on December 15th and is good through December 31st. That's your 25% off code just for my podcast listeners. I wish you a wonderful holiday season. And I hope you come back for episode 26 next week. Bye.